Xander Redfage was a grunt. He manned the forward wall, living in a bunker and waiting for the world to turn over. He'd thrown away everyone to get to this point. The tip of the spear. One of the Crimson King's loyal men waiting to march on the bones of his enemies. The bunker shook, rattling the belt of ammo loaded into the gun. Xander looked at his partner, a strange yellow-faced bug creature named Lonk. Lonk was spooked. He ran screaming, a fucked-up sound in itself, and left the bunker door open. Xander swung the gun about, but still couldn't see where the sound had originated. The sound finally stopped, but the ground kept shaking. Xander wanted to follow Lonk, but he was supposed to stay and fight. Fuck it. Xander had to consider his future. He'd run like hell until he had something worked out. Let's see. Magnus, Alexa, and Louis. Our fearless leader. What are you up to, Louie? I'm watching everyone run in front of me to the thing we're going to. Not much. <laughs> okay, some more rumbling and crashing and all kinds of shit just comes from like, seems to be all over, but you think is mostly behind you. And dust just pours down the staircase. And now you, all three of you really are uh, going to have to roll to avoid choking or gasping. Is anybody able to cover their mouth? Force field. Okay, you're covered then, Alexa. What about the two of you? Like Magnus would just sort of like pull his shirt up over his mouth, you know, like your your classic improvised good. I like it. Improvised mask. Running at top speed downstairs, trying to get your shirt up over your mouth. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, uh, give me an agility. Let me look at the sheet here again. What's Do I know one? I need to cover my mouth for something? Uh, well, I mean, you feel this like intense cloud of dust below down after a big rumble. Okay, well then I'm going to... I have lots of points in survival. I don't know if you want me to flip for it, mm. but uh, I'd like to rip part of my shirt to like just I don't know, make a mask. Oh, nice. Survival and brawn. So you flip that, uh, Magnus. You're gonna flip. Um, what did we? What are we doing? Biology was it? Ron is only uh, one. Everybody, just so you know, because I'm oh, a very same. special boy. <laughs> Magnus, how are you handling it? Um. Oh, it's agility and melee. Okay, yeah. Magnus kind of starts coughing a little, but then yeah, just kind of instinctually, you know, pulls. Uh, Pulls his shirt up over his nose and mouth. What was it? Agility and... Uh, melee. Oh, great. <laughs> what do I need? Um, you're just using your force field, so it's like... it's You don't even have to flip. I got one success. I guess you could put your force field around all three of you if you wanted to block out the dust. How, how close are they to me? You're all in a little triangle. I don't think we said exactly how far apart you are, but it's like 
It could be like eight to 12 feet apart if you want. Oh, I can do that. Okay. But again, we also said you could go on point and, you know, we didn't define how far ahead you were. Yeah. But so you're going to be with the group and do a bigger shield? Yeah, for now. Okay, so that'll need a flip. Give me telepathy and presence. You're so present and so telepathic. Oh, so what, 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 uh, how many successes did y'all get? I got one. I got one success and a joker. So, oh, Magnus. <laughs> so, before the field goes up, you, uh, choke a bit and, um, you can either stop and like take care of it or you'll take one damage to your health. I'm going to stop and take care of it. <laughs> okay. So it's like, I guess you're coughing or like yeah. pouring water down your mouth. I don't know how you handle. Yeah. He's just kind of, he's like a little bit doubled over kind of coughing. You know, like when you like in accidentally inhale a bit of dust and it like gets into your throat. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in the, you know, cause he's like, he's running, he's been fighting. He's still bleary. And now he's choking on dust. So I think in the in that distraction he loses um, he loses focus on his hovering light thing and it flickers and goes out. No. Cool. Very cool. Uh, so uh, Alexa will have to stop as well to keep the shield around Magnus. Where am I doing? You're gonna have to stop and stay within like 10, 15 feet of the others so that uh, Magnus can stop and choke out whatever dust. Um, Louis, do yeah. you want to keep okay. going into the dust or stick with the group? I got one success, so I I don't know. I'd, I'd probably make... Yeah, one success with the one from the field means that you didn't take any dust. and uh, But you do need to stop if you're going to stay within the field. Yeah, I'm not spicy enough to go off by myself. Not a chance. Cool. Uh, Steve, how many uh, successes did Alexa get? Five. (laughs) Cool. So it's basically a permanent shell to keep the dust off that you won't even have to think about. It's just like it's like some sort of weird ionization field that's stable. So, Magnus, you take care of the, the dust and now there's just like this bubble around you guys. So there's all this roiling fucking dust. Um, oh, and because Steve's field covers the entire hallway around you, yeah, uh, the dust below starts to disperse a little bit as it goes down the stairs. So you stop, and then whatever's past Alexa just sort of starts to fall down. So if you wait a couple of rounds, you probably won't even have your vision obscured. Yeah, we're hanging out anyway. We might as well stay put for a moment. Okay, so you get a quiet moment. You want to talk? You want to do any powers? What are you doing? Uh, once once Magnus is no longer choking on dust, he um <clears throat> he works to he um summons up another another light for them again. Um, but cool. he's been he's been doing a lot of magic and stuff. So for a for a moment, if anyone's paying attention. His eyes, like as he summons the the light, his eyes change color for for a minute. They kind of turn like gold, 
like weird cat eyes for a second before going back to normal. Mm. I'm paying attention. Didn't somebody see through your flesh mask, Louie? I think a couple of people did. Mm. I think most of the party knows I'm not human now. I don't know if they Okay. Because they did hear, some of them did hear Chick call you a tahin, but I don't think any of them know what it is. Oh, now's about the time, y'all, that um, Lupe, oh no, Lupe and Seraph and uh, the other one are up there. Um, it's about the time that you start to, it starts to sink in that Hezekiah got snatched by a dragon. Uh, Alexa and Shauna, one of their new care uh, colleagues died, but whatever. It actually was a vampire, so not technically a dragon. I'm not sure what happened here. <laughs> Seraph going weird. Uh, oh, being betrayed by the one of the keepers, like right off the top. That was fucked up. So you've no. had a, a few traumas. Now would be the time to like think about those or not. Yeah, Magnus is just compartmentalizing. <laughs> Cool. I'll be uh, levitating and meditating. So I have uh, a, a gun. I don't know mm-hmm. if we've ever talked about it that much. I don't know if we've mm-hmm. ever used it besides just shooting the vampire lady here. This um, is a gun you got from uh, from the the war camp or from one of the gangsters. I think it was Prez. I got this from earth. Like I just, I just lived yeah. on earth and I had money and I went to a pawn shop and bought a gun. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. So was it a revolver or a pistol? I think it's a, just a regular pistol is what I'm envisioning in my mind. Again, we haven't really talked about it that much, but I was cool. thinking how many bullets do I have? Yeah, that's interesting. I think you just have the one clip. I don't know shit about guns. How many bullets are in a pistol clip? Oh, you bought it, so you have like half the box left in Is it an inside a pocket. Or, or a pistol. So, a pistol. how many how many uh, nine millimeter rounds would come in a standard box? Like fifty. Yeah, I'm gonna say you have uh, thirty left and twenty in the clip. Okay, no, there's fourteen in the clip. Oh, fourteen in the clip, and your average nine mil. Yeah. Minus how many you've shot? Do you have any idea how many you shot? Want to do that right now? Figure it out right now. I want to say like two or three. I know this is boring for the listener, but like Stephen King, like takes you know thinks about this shit. Like number of shells is important. I appreciate it. Like that's something that I never think about. But one of my friends knows a lot of like knows a lot about guns, and he's always complaining when movies and books or whatever. <laughs> just play fast and loose mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. so interesting to me the things that different people notice in in mm-hmm. fiction mm-hmm. i can't stand watching crime shows because oh i'm like god that's wrong. that's wrong that's wrong wrong pickup wrong bag yeah no i got really annoyed at star trek discovery because they had this scene with all these candles and it's on like a rural planet and all of the candles looked perfectly made. Like they got them from bed, bath and beyond. And like 
I used to work at a candle factory. Like homemade rural candles are not all going to look exact. Like, no. <laughs> I always hate that when weird. production when production issues like take you out of it. Yeah. Like so many things you just kind of have to allow. Star Trek is notorious for this where you just have oh, to be yeah. like, I'm not going to think about that dumb prop. Like the oh, Horgon yeah. from the next I'm generation. Happy, I'm happy to whistle past graveyards, but certain <laughs> things just get to me. And for some reason that day it was candles. <laughs> for me, it's courtroom shenanigans. Like oh, they're God. almost always wrong. <laughs> the night of was particularly egregious. Okay, I uh, I think that I've just fired off seven of these rounds here. Oh, okay. um, I remember so taking several shots during that initial thing when I haven't fired anything off. And do you want to reload know. your clip as you go? Yeah, I'll fill my clip. Okay, so that's seven. So you got. 18 shells left. Well, I had 50 minus seven is 43. Uh, and I still have 43. I haven't fired any of them off yet. Oh, so yes. when I fire them off, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to take note of if, if my clips are empty, but I want to make sure that I have bullets. I don't know. One of the things that I uh, liked from uh, the second book was how, well, and also the third book at this point how they didn't have uh, bullets or they only had a finite mm -hmm. amount of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, maybe make something a little more fun and spicy for me. If I, one of the cutest of things Roland ever does happens uh, when he finds some bullets. It's great. Well, I think, I think that limiting bullets is a great way to make guns more narratively interesting. Cause um, on another podcast I listen to, she's always talking about how guns are unearned power. You know, mm. like when it comes to like magical powers or hand to hand combat or things like that, it's usually something you have to work at and train at. But any idiot can pick up a gun and kill somebody. Um, yep. And so, yeah, having that like limited bullets or have it be, you know, like more old fashioned guns where they don't work too well. I think that that creates that kind of rebuilds that narrative interest yeah. in a gun. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I'm going to say on a on a a planet where the beam is broken, uh, there'll be a chance it jams. So I'll define that that chance in my head. So that'll add an extra layer of stress. Probably if I uh, joker it, right? Like, don't bother with it. And you have something entirely different, like telekinesis and fluff and uh, telepathy. <laughs> Louis's got to have something real at his disposal, I think. Hey, I have I have really good telepathy. You do, but yes. uh, yeah, I don't have anything offensive besides gun. Gun. Okay, uh, so um, let's see what comes next. Uh, who has gone? Cowboys are wizards, but their only spell is gun. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, Alexa, I know she's pretty chill all the time. Does she have anything come through while she meditates? She would have thought, uh, yeah, go ahead and try to make uh, contact with the presence. Cool. Give me a telepathy. Give me a telepathy and presence flip. Three. Oh, that's great. So um, you definitely now make contact with the entity. Crandall. Yes. 
you come out of your stupor and your vision and you realize you're still shouting and this presence has made it through the like icky wall of um it's like null data like like imagine if you're a fish and all you've ever done is breathe water or however you describe that um and now you're up at the surface and you have sensors that allow you to sense where there's no water. It's like that, that the tentacle screaming is like that. And this, these lights are coming through it, but one in particular shoots towards you and meets you halfway. And for some reason you get this really bizarre image of a floating eyeball. And uh, Alexa, how do you appear to this being? What do they see in their mind? Um, as I am, a beautiful woman, black skin, white hair, long white hair, floating in front of them. Oh, hello, miss. (laughs) Hello. Uh, if you would be so kind, could you, um, are there, are there two of you by chance? I have a companion, yes, but he is but an observer. Um, so if you'll notice on the panel in front of you, or what? Well, I'm there yet. Oh, well. You're sort of in a hallway near, you're sort of down the hall on the main corridor. Oh. Yeah. There's something strange happening. Oh, I, I see you in front of me, but I know you're not in front of me. My sensors are, this is strange. It is called telepathy, sir. I am in your mind. Interesting. Crandall, give me a computer presence flip. This is like your your quick access long-term memory storage. Uh, two successes. Uh, you've read books and like characters have had telepathy. There was a book called Carrie by a gentleman named Stephen King in mm. which the uh, the character got so mad at her mom that she like sent all the silverware into her and she died. Um, so that's a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Is, is this more this is that's more telekinesis is this more like it's in that family you you okay. remember telepathy and like yeah. ghostbusters and a few other things mm-hmm. well i know there's these there's tk and tp tk is telekinesis tp is telepathy mm-hmm. they're in the there are different families within the same genre but yeah absolutely am i the only one that remembers the movie scanners <laughs> that movie rules <laughs> could you totally just blow rules. people's brains up with your mind Fuck yeah. yeah. A little bit. All that well, casual. Yeah. <laughs> John, have you seen Scanners? Oh, yeah, dude. You know I've seen Scanners. Isn't that the one with the big, long old man fight? Old man fight. Oh, no. I'm thinking of They Live, yeah. John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With uh, Keith so David good. and uh, uh, Roddy Piper. Rowdy, Roddy yeah. Piper. Yeah, that's a good fight. Yeah. Hell he yeah. had my favorite line. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I'm yes. all yeah. out of bubblegum. That's a good movie. Uh, so, uh, Crandall, yeah, you see this not quite human presence, which is interesting. Yeah, he does have longer fingers than that of a human. You're reminded of something called Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. You see a oh, red shit. monster manual. 
and uh, it's by a gentleman named uh, Larry Thyrax. <laughs> uh, it's no, dude. It's by Harry Thorax. <laughs> Harry Thorax. His icon is just an icky spider. Oh boy. Um. So yeah, you go into the weird red skin spider book, and you see a uh, drow elf, and it mm-hmm. looks like this person, but um, hmm. even less imposing. Do I know that there are other worlds than these? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, so you, yeah, which which world do you come from? I am from Middle Earth. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, how did you come to be in this place? This place has been locked up for a very long time, apparently. Uh, it's been two hundred and sixty-seven years, six months, three weeks, two days. One hour, seven minutes, and 13 seconds or so, give or take. Good to know. Uh, Alexa, you start to hear this horrible screaming, wailing, like uh, it's just a gnarly maelstrom of elder gods or some shit coming, coming towards this thing's consciousness. That doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but what is that? That must be the tentacle monster I was talking about earlier. The tentacle monster, as soon as you mention it, takes notice. Shit. And turns in your direction, Crandall. Hmm. This reminds me of something from J.P. Hovercraft. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The wailing screaming gets louder. Uh, so for the other three of you, you hear some screaming come back from up behind you, back where Shauna yeah. and Lupe and the others are. And most of the sound is just the dust and sand piling on the back of the shield. Um, and up ahead, uh, past Alexa's floating body, you can still hear that resonating sort of clip digital voice giving out a, a warning or something. Um, and then you start to hear this creepy, unsettling noise. Alexa's immune to this kind of magical fear, but you two aren't. So, is it is it the sound of a robot dying? Am I finally going to figure out what that's like? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's like one of those men no. koans. You know, what is the sound of a robot dying? All right, I'm going to make this a whatever's higher. It's going to be survival and brawn. Oh, great. Or telepathy (laughs) and brawn. Great. All things I don't have. Loving this. Holy shit. And one if you're uninjured. No, like I said, you're immune to this kind of magical fear. That's right. Something about being a drow. Could I, would Magnus's own magical ability affect how much he's affected by this? Check this out. Uh, I do magic a little bit like the Dresden Files, where a lot of it is just pure will. I'm not sure what it's like in uh, in Magnus's world. Uh, do you know if it's different than that or whatever? Like, if you came up against an enemy force, would you know it ahead of time or like have a way to keep it out of your head? Um. I feel like, yeah, like Magnus's magic is very 
it's it's not very like mental. So I think if it's a if it's a mental thing, he wouldn't necessarily like that's the sort of thing he'd have to like specifically prepare for. Like it's more it's a very kind of visceral physical magic. Okay, cool. So I will give you a uh a brawn and survival flip. Cool. That's one failure. And you need three successes to uh get this one. Uh yeah, I literally have one brawn and zero of anything else that you've mentioned. So Are you uninjured? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, oh, that's right. That's right. You've lost a third of your health. Yep. So, uh, how'd you do? One uh, failure? Yeah, one failure. Um, would you like to add drive or hero point to it? No, I kind of, I kind of like the chaos of, of this failing. Okay. So you are stricken with horror and all you want to do is either stop dead in your tracks and tremble or run back up the way you came into the dust. If you keep going forward, you, you, uh, things will get funky and you will get sick and puke and feel like you're dying. So, like, how do you want to react? I feel like Magnus would just kind of freeze in place, like kind of curling in on himself a little bit, like not quite falling to his knees necessarily, but just kind of, you know, like when you get hit by one of those like out of the blue anxiety attacks and you kind of just mm -hmm. curl in on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's kind of doing that. And like, you know, like his, his nails are digging into his palms kind of, you know, staring into the middle distance. Louis, how many uh, cards did you flip and, and, well, I heard you say that it takes three successes, so uh -huh. I uh, had to spend a hero point and three drive, but I got three successes. Oh, that's awesome. So you feel a little freaked out, but like something about Alexa is like a calming presence for you, uh -huh. and um, just it, she inspires you with her fearlessness. You don't realize that she has some sort of... I don't know, ethnic heritage power. You're, I mean, how do you describe wow. it? Wow, Alexa, She's wow. She's fascinating. I, this is great. But you immediately notice that Magnus has been stricken with horror and has like stumbled to their knees. This is not great. Wait a second, knees. what am I talking about? And, and they're like hyperventilating. Describe that again, uh, Andrea. Um, yeah, again, he's kind of, like I said, he's kind of curled in, in on himself a little bit. Like his, yeah. his hands are you know like his his hands are clenched to the point that you know his his nails are leaving you know marks like when he does unclench his hands he's gonna have those little like half moon marks from his nails Poor boy. Um, <laughs> and the light that he had summoned is flickering again oh my god it's it's not totally going out he's still holding on you know he's he's been around the block but like it's it's rough. Will somebody please think of the children? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm curious. Is this just sort of like a just a general vague fear, or is it is it sort oh, of no? This is existential specific? horror. This is like every bad feeling, every bad feeling you've ever had. Would it cause him to remember or think of specific terrible or traumatic events in his past, or is it just a vague, nebulous fear? Okay, at first it feels like just a whole bunch of 
people who died in horror and terror that you don't know that have a different kind of thought pattern or vibe. And then you start to remember people that died for you that either starts with people you heard about, like people you respected, people your parents knew, like all the way down until you're starting to know them more and more and more until it's like the last person important that died or whatever. And it's horrifying. And as you hear the voices, your stomach is like heaving. It's really, you feel like you want to rip your face off. Uh, can I notice this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You look back and you see that Louis and Magnus have stopped. And uh, Magnus is doubled over, freaking out. Okay. Um, can I do a call on her? Go for it. That'll be uh do you have empathy? Please do. Yeah, as this as this is going, you know, as as this is sort of taking over Magnus more and more, um, very quietly, like um, if anyone's listening, they can hear him say just the word for like a child's word for mother or mom in Indonesian. Oh wow. Uh I do have uh two in empathy. Okay, give me empathy and presence as you try to calm. All right, that's a seven. Magnus. Oh, and his eyes are just full on, like, cat eye, gold, weird, glowing eyes at this point. Like, he's lost. He's lost his. Um, he usually glamours them. He's lost yeah, his so boyhood you, dream. <laughs> so you're yeah. in the same kind of uh, foggy, golden-eyed middle distance that that you were at the top of the. St- first set of stairs and uh and so louis notices and is like oh man what does this mean uh i got three successes hell yeah so you're able to put magnus's mind at ease magnus what's the last thought you have as you come out of your or image or whatever as you come out of the thing i would have probably tried to reinforce happy uh joyful positive moments Mm, i like that What's the most recent thing that either makes him the most happy or the proudest or like oh god you know, positive somebody survived that shouldn't have you know whatever whatever's most important to to Magnus very obviously meeting us <laughs> confusingly <laughs> enough for Magnus it's actually from one of the visions he had when he was passed out earlier it's oh you know, it's it's that, that it's that guy you only met a couple of times, uh, Alec, the the you know one of the shadow hunters. That you know that 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 vision he had of some sort of possible future for whatever reason that that's what pops into his head. Mm. That happy, you know, domestic future mm. that he that he saw, and it kind of snaps really him cool. out of it. Nice. So, uh, Alexa, you don't get much, but you get a sense that um, uh, kind of a masculine presence. Uh, she's going to meet this person and be with them for a long time. Or uh, not she, uh, Magnus. Right. He's going to, uh, you know, be with that person for a long time. Okay. Which tells you that uh, Magnus is going to live for a good long time, which is interesting news to know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, so uh, do you tell Magnus that they're they're gonna live a long time? No, I love it. <laughs> he either knows or it's not my business. 
cool. One of the two, right? Yeah. So, uh, Crandall, um, you've been contacted by this weird presence and uh, monsters coming at you. Monster man. (laughs) What do you want to do? (laughs) I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, brain power, but I got a lot of punch power. (laughs) Do you want to try to punch something? Uh, Well, uh, it's it's in it's it's more it's all mental right now right it's just it's there's nothing yeah. there's nothing physical that I can do against it you're just yelling I mean I can try to resist it or um or just block myself out from it so it it stops bugging me give me a intelligence and computers flip and this is like your your subconscious kind of going over information and like it might come up with something. Do tens count as successes or just face cards? Yeah. Tens face cards. Then then I have, uh, then I have five successes. Holy shit. Nice. That's awesome. Really? So yeah, it comes to you that the only thing that could ever kill the whaler, which is what the humans called it is the full power of the, exposed power unit inside the the power cell area or like maybe a massive cave in that, that kills everyone. Mm -hmm. But you think it might still survive that and you'd be toast too. Well, sure. I, uh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) I can announce to everyone that we, it's possible to kill this thing. We either expose it to the power core or do a cave in on it. Easy enough. <laughs> Alexa and Louie, you hear this. Yeah. Uh, in your minds. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Um, what do we, we need to kill something? We can't just get out of here. Uh, Crandall, you, you, you can say it's coming towards your position if you want. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's on its way here and it, it'll find us. Um, probably very difficult to escape without <laughs> killing it. Now, technically, Crandall, you were programmed to help humans, Mm -hmm. and it's possible that they could go left farther up the corridor and maybe escape the whaler and leave you to it, Uh, but it would be hard to get out of the whole facility that way. And Uh, also, I have the master key. Yeah, a lot of it is already destroyed. Yeah, and they don't have the key. Yeah. So you could send them, allow them to go off and maybe live, but you're kind of worried that you might die. Well, I'm, uh, you know, me dying is inconsequential at this point. Um, mm. I've been here the whole time, and it's my duty to serve humans. But uh, for them to get out, they do require the key that I have, which is in the room with me. Cool. Well, I'm not a human. Does that mean you need to serve me? You look like a human. You're no. humanish. <laughs> Crandall, you know that you, you've served. No, I guess you never would have served under a Tahin or well, Yeah, there were, there were Tahin. There were Tahin. Oh, there were? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you're pretty sure it was a Tahin. And so you're not technically yeah. required to do what they say, but, like, it's it's frowned upon if you don't. <laughs> Humanoid. So have, we, have we made it to the... No, you had to sit down and recover. Now you're okay, just yeah. starting to get to your feet. and. Okay. Uh, it's probably still another couple hundred feet to the bottom of the stairs and then okay. and then another fifteen hundred feet to the wherever this thing is. Okay. 
I'm gonna be like, okay, whenever you two are ready, yeah, uh, <laughs> up and we're gonna fly the fuck down there. Oh hell yes. Mm-hmm. There just okay. needs to be two. There are two separate keys that need to be turned at the same time. So there needs to be two people there to get the the key. Oh, like in Terminator Two, fantastic. Exactly like Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, Magnus kind of like shakes himself, pulls himself together. His eyes go back to, you know, air quotes, normal. Um, Good. Welcome back, Magnus. Yeah, he just kind of, like, he just looks really focused and, like, you know, if anyone tries to talk about it, he's not gonna, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He does not want to have an emotional heart-to-heart. I forgot to ask, Louis, uh, uh, Can you see in the dark, like when the light would go out? No, no, I can't see in the dark. Okay, so you then would also be pretty freaked out. Yeah, I uh, screamed the last time the lights went out, man. Yeah, so I assume Magnus puts out another light. And yeah, he's got the, the light stairs. back under control. You know, he kind of... So you get to the bottom of the stairs, and uh, uh, Shadwell gets to uh, an open red door and sees into this red room with all these dials and stuff. Do you want to send him in? Um, yeah, he can't be, uh, uh, he, he wouldn't pass off a motion sensor. So yeah, why not? Okay. Or wait, did you send him farther down the main corridor? I sent him towards the source of the presence. Okay, cool. So you pull it back. Yeah. He gets to the door. And uh, you, what did you want to do there from there? Um, I wanted to check out, uh, is that where, okay, that's where the door is. Um, have him go ahead and go in the door okay. and uh, look around. Okay, Crandall, you see this floating eyeball come in through the, the open <clears throat> door. Hello. <laughs> Can Shadwell talk? No. <laughs> you see this fucking eyeball welcome to our world <laughs> <laughs> so hello uh, are you able to um turn turn a key perhaps if you'll notice there are two of them on the panel in front of you it doesn't seem to know your language interesting it also doesn't have ears if i would see and hear everything that Chadwell does. Oh, because you're not calming Magnus anymore. Okay, yeah. You can't run as fast if you maintain a conversation with him, but that's up to you. Well, I'm not running, but... Um, oh, that's right, you're flying. You can't fly as fast as you can if you're oh, trying to okay. communicate with him. Alright, well, well, then we're doing this, uh, then we're having the conversation with Chadwell before we take off down the stairs. Mm, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool beans. So, uh, Crandall, what do you want to say to uh, Alexa? Um, uh, well, he's talking uh, to Chadwell. Um, and I'm seeing and hearing through Chadwell. But can you talk to... Uh, I, I can talk via uh, telepathy that I, that I already have a report. Okay. So that that drow elf comes back again on the line, and uh, yeah, you can talk to her. 
Uh, yeah. Um, so please hurry. It's almost here, and it will be difficult to deal with if you don't hurry. Yeah. Yes. Um, is this a long way, and the humans are walking. Mm. So I'm about to uh, expedite that and get us all there very quickly. I always thought that humans should be in, have uh, wheels installed. Yeah. yeah, that would be helpful. Just roller skates pop out of their shoes. Yeah, if only. If only. Uh, so they're flying down the hallway towards you, Crandall. And um, the creature's noise, the psychic noise has gotten so loud that uh, it it uh, you can't even communicate with Crandall anymore, Alexa. All right. And you lose contact with Shadwell as well. Oh. All right. Well, just go ahead and disconnect it and concentrate on flying. And We better go. <laughs> Do you tell your friends what happened? Um, just be like, strange. I lost contact with Shadwell. We better go. <laughs> <laughs> Louie, these screams, these horrible screams, they're not too bad. It's kind of like what you've heard a thinny is like, but, um, but man, it's, it's almost seductive and it's like darkness and it's clearly affected Magnus pretty bad. And, and you're not sure if it'll affect you the closer you get, uh, but you're pretty sure it's deadly, whatever it is. Well, we got to go save our only way out of here as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible. You're being dragged through the air by this, uh, this woman and at the bottom of the stairs you go through this dust cloud and you're flying through it and uh so you're like this floating area of no dust going through this long fucking hallway long like it goes on forever and it is pitch black (laughs) except for magnus's shitty light magnus's light (laughs) what's the radius of like uh visible area um, I mean, I'm picturing it just like, it's not super bright. Like, I don't, I, I don't know distance. I like this light. Like, is it the length of a Burger King? Is it the length of a, a hot dog <laughs> cart? Like, what's the give me a landmark? Um, like two hot dog carts. Okay. So yeah, like it's not, it's not that bright. So Louie, you're just, it's kind of like you're in a, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they take a little pod down into the Earth, it's kind of like that. Like yes, exactly. It's, okay, it's it's too much, man. <laughs> it's enough light for me to see us, and mm-hmm. and not enough light for me to see the scary stuff that lies beyond. Yeah, and you're looking under Alexa over to Magnus, so you're having a shared eye look at each other. Do you guys say anything to each other? Magnus is just like. He came out the other end of scared, and now he's just angry. Like, he's got, like, he's mad. Like, whatever, whenever he meets whatever made him have to remember stuff, like, mm. he's going to fuck it up. What's the mm. deal? Mm. So, as you get to the hallway that breaks out to the left, it's a yellow line, and it says uh, office, and then another word smaller says cafeteria. Something happens that just blows your mind. Like, you, what's the greatest thing that's ever happened to you? 
that it, like think about that you can tell us if you know but that's the vibe you suddenly get who are you talking to all of you including mm-hmm. crandall oh. like just think about the best thing that's ever happened to your yeah character. yeah yeah i i got out of midworld and i got to have my own life where i got to watch tv sweet <laughs> how about you crandall Oh, the the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I don't know if I I have a gauge for that. Um, <laughs> you you can think about it. Get back to us if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Woke up this morning to complete your protocol. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> much it. Like I don't have like a, a feeling about how good things are. It's just like things happened. So it kind of feels like like how it always does. Like yay, I did a successful diagnostic. Yeah. Um, but with that added feeling that came from your vision some sort of uh it's totally new and it's and it's good not bad like the whaler Mm. um and everything seems to be falling into place it's like as if your clock was running down and then all of a sudden started to work right good and the lights don't come on but the darkness seems less frightening all your aches and pains are gone as you're flying along and you're not sure if Alexa is doing this, uh, Alexa, you do, you have no idea what this is, but it's incredible. Hmm. Well, I feel a lot better. (laughs) We better press on if we're being flown. I said, we better hurry up and do this. Um, in your, in, in your distant voice in your head, you can tell that, that someone is happy and has been like reawakened somehow. And it's like, it's almost like you saved someone's life for it's, I don't know. It's super happy. Hmm. And then you hear like a series of distant off in the distance, just kind of, you're not sure what it is, but there's a bunch of it happening off, off to the North somewhere and up on the surface. And everything seems to be shaking as if the ground is moving somewhere, but slow enough that it's not knocking you around like on a Star Trek ship. Well, that's good. <laughs> but it seems to be moving in this one direction. It's very weird. Okay. Don't follow along. Are we, uh, <laughs> are we anywhere near our, our new robot buddy? Yeah, Alexa will see it first. Um, assuming you want to keep going towards Crandall, Alexa. Uh, oh, yeah. Something is blocking even your vision. It's just blacker than black and fucked up. It's like every evil thing you've ever seen coming towards you. And you see these swirling like tendrils of of like twisting, desiccated human corpses like swirled into a congealed like gross snake like centipede mass and there's like dozens of them swirling out and as they come out their their mouths open and close and they say scary horrible things and can we all them, see this yet or is it uh, just electric? no because you just have the little like 20 foot uh ball alexa can see i don't know 200 feet clearly a million so you're coming up feet. on this mass and it is a monster an old as fuck deadly monster uh native to this plane so like so yeah magnus has just like normal person vision but you know he is 
very magical. Can he, like, can he sense this thing at all other than just the the weird, bad feeling? Give me a magic. I mean, you sense a weirdness and an awfulness, but uh, yeah. give me a magic and wit check to see how okay. how well you can analyze it. Um, two successes. Cool. So it is a, a force, but it feels like it could be multiple evils, but it's so powerful that it okay. feels like it would be suicide to engage with it. But you're not sure if that's like a subconscious trick that it's laying on you and it's not that dangerous. I mean, it's your head's all turned around. Yeah. Magnus is kind of like, he's sort of preparing a sort of like magical blast sort of thing, you know, like a... I don't know. I don't know what Dragon Ball Z, if you will. Basically, yeah. Like you can (laughs) see, like if 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 anyone's paying attention, like there's a bit of a a glow starting in his in his right hand, similar to when he made the light, but like more like red, orange, angry looking. Uh, Louis, give me a telepathy and wit check. This is my my big. Oh no, I don't have a. Do I have? Some wit here. Six. I'm just imagining Magnus going like yeah. Super Saiyan right now too. <laughs> totally. uh, four su- four successes. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, there's something up there, and it's got these creepy mouths and voices. But you know, it can be killed somehow. Okay, hell yeah. You're just seeing like the back end of it. Like it's not advancing on you. It's just sort of got this rear guard facing you. And it's between you and the hallway to get to Crandall. Okay. So you can't yeah. see it, but you know it's there. Well, I uh, tell everyone that we shouldn't start heading that way. Okay, you're headed towards it. Uh, I guess you tell each other that it's like super dangerous or whatever. Yeah. Does anybody want to try to communicate with it? God no. Ooh. Now Magnus, Magnus is good. He's he's just ready to blast it the fuck into outer space. Uh, whenever, um, let's see. Uh, I guess fifty feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, from it, uh, I'll drop the two of them and activate force field and scythe sword. Cool. So this is weird. It's advancing away from you now as if it gets how dangerous you are. And it's staying like 50 to 75 feet ahead of you. What a jerk. Well, keep advancing on it with with the group. Magnus, your light seems to be like catching a glimpse of this thing and like channeling it back to your face. So you can like visualize what it is and you get the same thing that it's, it's escaping from Alexa. Yeah, Magnus Magnus gives the light a little more juice and kind of mm. expands so the, the range of the light gets bigger. Like he's he looks like it's got a dimmer switch. He's he's turning it up. Cool. So uh Steve, Shadwell needs to make a flip. I'm gonna make it six cards, but you can do it. All right. Two successes. Oh shit! And it's the uh, and one of them was Queen of Spades. I don't know if that matters. No, 
but I love that the uh, the bad card from uh, from Hearts uh, is the one that yeah. failed you. <laughs> uh, Crandall, uh, you see something black and smoky and creepy swirl in through the open red door and swallow up the air around the eyeball. The eyeball is no longer able to be seen, and it fills the room and is like beating against the glass and the door but you can't really see anything. You hear voices, but they don't mean anything to you. I'm going to say, uh, if you wouldn't mind, can you turn those two keys so I can get out of here? That would be lovely. <laughs> can you grab onto things? If it understands you, yeah. it does not convey <laughs> it adequately. Uh, uh, so you keep advancing, right, Alexa? Yep. Does anybody want to try to engage this thing? Uh, no, I I get ready within, to fight it, I guess. But Yeah, is it within blasting range? It is, yeah. It's 50 to 75 feet the whole uh, time. So. Yeah, so that freaking magical fireball or whatever that Magnus has been gathering up in his hand, he does not even hesitate. Cool. He, he kind of like, you know, Holds it, you know, like your classic, like you know, I'm shooting a fireball at you. Move, um, <laughs> uh, but it's like very thrust physical. Your hand it's forward or something. Yeah, it's almost as if he's like physically like throwing it, pushing it forward. You know, it's like there's a lot of like actual physical strength behind it, as well as magical strength. That's like awesome. a Give me fighter move. Yeah. Give me a uh, magic presence flip. Hell yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use one of my, um, hero points to, so that means I can draw one more card, right? Two. Two. Okay. Useless. Okay. Two, two successes. Mm. Oh God, Magnus. He's suffering. I mean, actually <sighs> though, like to be fair, like meta this does make sense because like you know he's been he's wounded he's been through a lot of trauma like he's not going to be on top of his game at this point he's still recovering like his his magical reserves you know it's not like harry potter where people can just do magic forever and there seems to be no cost Mm -hmm. it's like it's very like like i said very visceral very physical like when his you know when he's tired or whatever it's it's not going to work as well how many hit points do you have two and you just have the one brawn yep (laughs) okay uh alexa your shield blocks one of this but one still gets through i'll allow you to make a flip to uh take that one damage on yourself or uh if you do better uh wipe it out altogether Okay. Uh, what am I flipping? It'd be, um, do you have telekinesis? Yeah. And presence. That's another eight cards. Four successes. Cool. So, uh, not only do neither of you take damage, but some of your will goes back and hammers the creature and it takes notice and turns on y'all. 
Crandall, immediately the the smoke leaves the room and the eyeball is like kind of lazily swirling around on the ground. When uh, 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 the monster decides to turn and fight, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, not drop, but let go of the other two and activate the uh, four skills and sword. Cool. So everybody give me their initiative. That's your presence score plus your agility. Five. Five. Uh, I have a three. Magnus. Crandall, you're not in the fight, so it's no big deal. Okay. Um, John? Louis? <sighs> I'm really embarrassed about this, but this thing... Has eight initiative. So the creature, immediately recognizing the greatest danger, me. Well, I'm trying to decide if it's the magic or if it's the telepathy. But yeah, I guess you were the one who just did damage to it. So it, yeah, it lashes out in a horribly loud maelstrom of hell. Uh, it's like every shitty person you ever met got ground into hamburger and, and squeezed into a sausage and then like slapped you over the head and tried to eat you. That's a weird mixed metaphor. Yeah, it is. Hell sausage. How do you explain something that seems to be indescribably horrible and evil? You, you know, you do your best. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. many mouths. It has many sausages and many enemies. So my initiative is six. Uh, Alexa, your field helps with one damage. Um, so you will take damage unless... 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 He gets a joker, which he does. Or you could use dodge, of course. Um, but... I'm going to say you don't need to because he got a joker. So, uh, well, it, them, whatever. This fucking horrible series of snakes with bones and skulls and shit come at you. And you can feel their weird muscle fibers as they come around your shield. Yuck. And it's horrifying, but you're immune to its fear effect, Steve. So uh, you're fine. You don't take any damage. One of them is kind of hot. Uh, it takes another swipe. This one's a lot better. Oh, it has zero charm, though, so that doesn't help. You will have to surrender your offense for your defense on your next turn to to quell this. Okay. And I, but I'm going to give you a flip here. It'll be telepathy plus brawn. Uh oh. Make sure you tell us if you get a joker because that that's bad. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, personally, I'm all about causing my character the most pain, both physical and emotional, possible. Right. Hell yeah. I'm also famous in my D and D group for having the highest like body count of my own personal characters. So. Oh, no, that's not a good stat to have. That's the energy I'm bringing (laughs) at all times. It's not on purpose. I just, you know. Oh, so Alexa just saved your life, Magnus. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
You will definitely thank her for that later. Steve, what'd you get? Um, I had to move. Where? Into the living room. Alabama. Uh, yeah. That was I a quick food, trip uh, to Alabama. And I left my card. Hey, at least I can walk. Yeah, that's cool. While you do that, I guess let's uh, fi- let's check in with Magnus, uh, who goes at the same time as Alexa when it's their turn. So we might as well start with Magnus. Um, yeah, let's see. Got a horrible eldritch beast. And I feel like, I feel like Magnus is now like, he's just so like pissed that like the fear is not really affecting him as much. <laughs> like... Or he's, like, stubbornly not letting it get to him. Um, hmm. You know when you, you turn your fear into anger? Oh, I would also let you do an arcane check before you uh, take action yeah. if you want to do that. Yes, I would. Magnus Magnus has dealt with demons and horrible eldritch creatures, so... Uh, so give me either a magic and intelligence or magic and wit. Okay. Flip. That is three successes. Cool. Well, you know you shouldn't get too close to it, so you stop. (laughs) Uh, You also know that this is sort of a one-off creature. Like, you've never heard of this specific thing. I mean, you know know plenty about fear monsters. Yeah. Uh, You know plenty about undead you know it could be considered like a necrotic horror but it's not really using organic or inorganic material anyway to manifest it's like purely spiritual okay wow. um except there is a thing back there you just can't quite figure out its shape and you don't know if that's just coalesced darkness energy or if there's an actual physical creature behind it okay but uh the tentacles are purely spiritual force. When Magnus like blasted it, did that seem to do anything to it? Yeah, it did. Uh, it did an undetermined amount of damage okay. to it, and its scream is so horrible that it rattles the walls. And that awesome, good feeling you just had is interrupted by. I mean, it's it's like the world's worst roller coaster. Like you went up as high as Icarus and then down into the depths of hell, like in a millisecond. Okay. So like a normal day for me. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And me before medication. Same. Um, Okay. Yeah. So Magnus kind of does his little like Tai Chi water bending move to, to get his magic going. And there's these almost like um like light trails behind his hands and it slowly coalesces into this big like a glowing um net sort of thing that grows bigger and kind of and he sort of tosses it out towards the sweet imagine just like some sort of awful like glowing burning net that he throws towards the the beast and it kind of gets bigger as it as it flies towards it. This is really cool. Is this going to cause any damage to him or, or restrain him? Like what, what are you looking for? Yeah. 
it's partially to to restrain it, but it would hopefully at least that's the the intent is that it would like burn where it where it touched mm. the monster. Well, wow. yeah. Now you used while you were in one of those visions. Apparently, you've used the radiant power of the sun and all life or whatever to yeah. shoot a holy beam at the vampire. Um, yeah, there's no light kinda. here, obviously, so you can't do that thing. But so this net is purely coming out of the magical ether or whatever. Yeah. And I guess the drive or hero point that you put on it will be like you projecting your will. So give yeah. me a magic and uh, an agility check. And I did the uh, five card flip. Yeah. Were you were you just because uh, you could in this turn, you can't do anything offensive. So you, but you could right. do something defensive if you like. Uh, that would be absorb more damage. I got three successes out of five. Cool. So you're like building up your shield with power between you and it. Yeah. Oh damn! I got four successes. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, so you do another amount of damage to it, and it starts writhing and shit, and it's trying to get the thing off of it while it burns. And uh, so now, guys, it's not advancing anymore. It's not retreating anymore. You could, if you want, back away from it. Uh, now would be the time to say, uh, Louis, what is your, what is your uh, initiative? Six. Oh, funny. You were supposed to go before them. Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't write you down. So, uh using this knowledge, we have a quick flashback where Louis did this cool thing. <laughs> Louis, what are you going to do? I don't know, man. I'm kind of freaked out. I uh, get my gun ready and I ready in action for anything getting oh, kind of close to me. But uh-huh. um, I don't know. I keep a weary eye and I just keep my eyes peeled for any sort of squid That's monsters awesome. getting close. So you- you rack the slide on your gun, pop the safety, and get ready to shoot at a monster. Well, you do know that the uh, uh, weird floating lady uh, had a big old shield up around the three of us. Right. I think John is anticipating having to defend himself with it, but right now you're you're taking it on. Magnus takes this kind of momentary reprieve to to say to the others, you know, what he realized, like, there's there's something more solid behind this if you can if we can get through if we can get through the you know the tentacles there might be something controlling this i i can't exactly tell it's it you know it's it's hard to sense it but there's something there's something solid behind all of this Mm -hmm. uh can i see anything You'd have to use your telepathy to pierce the creature. I think in the context of a fight, that would be considered an offensive thing. So you'd have to wait till next oh. turn next turn to okay. try it. All right. But yeah, I, I definitely want to do that next turn. Cool. So Louis, before yeah. <laughs> before uh, Alexa put up uh, made the shield bigger, you could have popped off around at one of the tentacles, but I think you're probably just waiting. I would have made it so that they could fire out. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. I mean, that would be kind of stupid to be bouncing uh, a bullet inside of a force field. <laughs> yeah. Crandall, what's Crandall doing? 
just waiting patiently and asking anyone that comes near to help him get out of this room. <laughs> There's no one here. <laughs> There's just a dead eyeball on the floor. There's never anybody here. And you hear all sorts of screaming. Well, um, I don't have any sort of mental stuff. I don't have any sort of... Uh, I don't have telepathy. I don't have magic. You could try the keypad again. You could try to fuck with that. <laughs> I again. could, yeah. Or you could put on your super loud voice and try to do something with that. Oh, um, I could tell the monster to go away and we won't have to kill it. Ooh, I like this. So yeah, burn up a little long-term power to make a super loud voice. My new friends are very strong, you can tell. Please uh, go away and we won't have to kill you. All right, give me a brawn and uh, what do you think? Computers, survival. I mean, I'm I'm a computer. You, it's up to you. You tell me what I got to do. All I'm right. a computer. Stop all the downloading. Computers and brawn. Computers and brawn. I have one, two, three, four, five successes. Holy smokes! Damn. So this is why I can never have success. Everyone else is taking all the air out of the room. <laughs> so this is like sonic damage basically oh my goodness so it blocked uh all but one of the damage but it got a joker so it freezes it's gonna lose its next turn so that'll be the uh the sort of cliffhanger moment is this thing like with its it everything gets kind of slow and quiet the the tentacles stop screaming for a second and it seems clearly like upset and freaked out. Mm-hmm. Louis, I'll let you have the last word. I promise I'll try really hard not to shoot this gun off in this force field, but no, you I'm... can do it. I, I, I just so <laughs> that you could shoot outside of it. Well, just, just be prepared for me to get shooting here. I don't like our chances. The last thing that anybody sees is the female vampire touching down at the parapet of a castle in, in the night, dragging someone by the arm. Ooh. And, then, uh, and then a few seconds later, a male vampire lands beside her, and they walk towards a staircase dragging the guy and uh there's a weird creepy red light down the staircase and spooky music starts and thunder crashes and it starts to rain the vampire was a woman (laughs) oh shit and it's hezekiah staunton being dragged down a staircase in a creepy castle The War for the Tower is a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. I feel like it's kind of like how if you if you bring an umbrella, it probably won't rain.
But if you don't bring an umbrella, you'll probably get caught in the rain. (laughs) That's just science. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) I love science. I love that so many people are agreed that global climate change is a problem and like should be combated with science and action and and governments working together and stuff. It's too bad they don't live in this country. (laughs) As soon as I remembered Adam was in Seattle, I, I thought I totally forgot about the pandemic because I'm so excited (laughs) to meet people. Yeah. Someday, someday we'll be able to go outside. And I can't remember the last time I touched another human being. (laughs) Oh God. We're all going to be like, oh, that's sad. Me too. Pride and Prejudice characters after this. Like, you know, the barest touch of a fingertip <laughs> to the back of your arm. And we're all just going to lose our minds. I mean, like I was touch starved before the pandemic. And now. <laughs> Ooh, it's getting rough, y'all. They say if you get a 20 second hug at least once a day that, um, you're like way healthier and like, or live longer. You know, there's some benefit. I can't remember the, the exact data, but, uh, so I used to do that with my girlfriend and Aww. then since she's not around, <laughs> I did it with, I kind of did it with my dog, you know, and he's all old and creaky. So like, so like it was hard. And then he died a, a few months ago. So, yeah. And I don't hug my roommate. She's very reserved. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's nice, except sometimes it kind of hurts because she's pretty heavy. (laughs) I'm so excited. You guys are so great. Like, I just, like, found such cool people with, like, different voices and, like, positive energy. It's really exciting. And Adams joined us. This is so great. Yeah, I'm going to leave my camera off because I'm a hot mess this morning. Oh, I just don't want y'all to see how bad I look this morning. I'm very vain. Oh, I, take a shower. I put a shirt on. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to put a shirt on, Adam. Like, I'm not opposed you know, I just happened to have one on from earlier and a hat. Oh, I had the doors open and the fan going because I was getting pretty baked. Uh, <laughs> do you do you guys hear that stuff? Like, is that is that edible on the? No, dude. If you're getting pretty baked, you're the only one who's hearing it. Yeah. It sounds like we, Jeff. I'm sorry. It sounds I could tell that you were uh, smoking weed because of the sounds that were coming out. Jeff, is that a weed? I'm calling the police. That was the fan and the outside. Yeah, uh, it's raining. What are you talking this, about? The noise weed makes is the noise Jeff is talking Weed day, I guess. <laughs> like, I think it. I think the sneeze went into my brain and it's like still up there somewhere. Ooh, I've got my camera on again. Okay, guys, the more we can more we can avoid spoilers for like Andrea or Brittany or whatever, the better. Oh, it's okay. My, my brain is like a sieve. Nothing, nothing stays in there. (laughs) 
I've just been doing a little like for funsies the last minute or so, testing out my uh, my other recorder. So uh, if there's anything funny, I might use, but I don't think there was. Okay. I got to tell Steve that we're using Hangouts. He was I'm on Hangouts. Here. Yeah, he's here. He said hi. But I don't yeah. see his face on the thing. I hear his voice. Oh, with my it's ear his, there. you're the blue egghead thing. <laughs> no, it's green. Well, we got to we gotta get you a profile picture, Steve. Maybe I can give yeah. you an Alexa face or something. Don't don't tell Steve what to do. I'm not. T- <laughs> I love no Steve. Okay. Look, some people just look like eggs in real life. <laughs> That's true. That is. Don't be so judgmental. It's 2020. That's pretty reasonable. Eggs can have it all. Eggs are mm. eggs are food too. Hmm. Well, hold on. Hold on. Is it this is a thing that I never understand about uh, anthropomorphic items or animals. People will talk about eating them and that they're fine with it. And that just weirds me out. It's like the gnomes in Harry Potter. Like, like we just have slaves. Like, it's pretty weird, right? Uh, I don't know, man. I I think one of the weirdest things in games, pop culture, RPGs kind of thing is how do people in the Pokemon universe survive? What do they eat? Plants? Plants or Pokemon? Don't What's they the ecology eat Pokemon? of Pokemon? That's yeah, it's up. like they only it's like they they gotta be eating mostly Pokemon. Like I'm sure there's grass. <laughs> but like uh if if they're getting any kind of protein. Would meat apples be vegan? They sure would. Think about it. It's like a, a a a a a flesh that's never had a creature. Yeah. yeah. Now check this though. So like uh, some Pokemon are just grass or like shit Ew, like that. What? It, really? you know, like, Do- like or like an onion is a Pokemon. So, so like eating it- one of those is that vegan? <laughs> I have a question. So there is mm-hmm. like Pokemon that are basically like cows, and there's Pokemon that are basically like grass. Would a cow Pokemon eat a grass Pokemon? Yeah, see, like now now you're getting into the scary world of Pokemon. Yeah. The, ho- the horror RPG franchise that swept the nation. Pokemon, not only does everything fight each other, but everything eats each other. I'd rather smoke the grass Pokemon. See, exactly. <laughs> There's lots of layers to this. I, I, you know, the more the more questions that are answered, the more questions I have. The more Pokemon that are eaten, the more Pokemon that are, I don't know. What it's worries okay. me is the really humanoid Pokemon, because like humans are freaky, <clears throat> and like <laughs> you know. I mean, like, and then isn't there that whole thing where, like, Mr. Mime, like, marries your mom or something? <laughs> like, I have concerns. Mm, I don't want to think about it. I don't ever want to see it. Maybe silent on a on a TV in the back of a coffee shop or something. Not in my house. 
<laughs> oh. uh, uh, she says, oh, I had a funny thing to say. Hold on. This is we'll so edit, We'll edit this part out. God, no, this is so embarrassing. I want the listener to hear my shame. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll put it at the end. Special thanks to Kevin Cole, the maker of Space Kings, for letting us use the Space Kings system to, to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings. <laughs>